The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Brian Lloyd, movies editor of entertainment.ie is with us. And there is an awful lot of marketing hype at the moment around a movie called Argyle. So let's hear a clip from the trailer. Oh my God, you're Ellie freaking Conway. Author of Argyle series, Ellie Conway! I am such a fan. Oh yeah? What is it you do? Espionage. Would you sign my book? Here we go. this book come on people real life spies why would they care about me because you're a goddamn fortune teller ellie when you wrote your new book actually happened and you kicked a hornet's nest you didn't even know existed i'm in some really big trouble mom oh so now you're experimenting with drugs i want all assets on them now i need her to write the next chapter An all-star cast, Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Dua Lipa, Brian Cranston and Sophie Botella. Big glossy advertising spend going on, directed by Matthew Vaughan. What's it like, Brian? Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, I mean, Matthew Vaughan is one of these directors, I think, that he kind of stumbled on to a bit of a commercial and critical hit with uh, Kingsman, which would have been released, I think, about 10 years ago this month, in fact. And ever since then, he's basically just been repeating the same kind of shtick over and over again. That kind of mixture of like sci-fi and spy-fi and action comedy and these very kind of big choreographed um, action set pieces that are usually set to some sort of like disco track or something like that. And it worked because in the first one, obviously, you had Colin Firth and people know Colin Firth from, you know, very kind of uh cerebral period drama bbc you know classy kind of stuff like and to see him flying around a church blowing people's heads off or whatever it was really unusual but fast forward 10 years and you have bryce Dallas howard who is a great actor a great director horribly miscast in this trying to keep up with all the action and all the comedy of it and she just feels really outpaced Whereas Sam Rockwell, who does have a good kind of, uh, I guess, balance of dramatic and comedic roles, is acting her off the screen at every single point. Um, I mean, as you kind of heard in the trailer there, essentially what's going on is is, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard plays this writer, Ellie Conway, who wrote a series of books. Turns out that she actually was writing the the truth of this uh, rogue spy organization that uh, Sam Rockwell's character is trying to stop. It's very, I mean... You know, if this film was 40 minutes shorter, I mean, it's two hours and 20. If this film was 90 minutes long, it would be serviceable in the sense of, you know, it keeps the pace going. It would kind of condense a lot of the, you know, the exposition and everything else. But as it stands, it's two hours and 20 minutes. And my God, you feel every minute of it, I think. So don't be seduced by the advertising. No, I mean, to be honest, the advertising as well. I mean, it's just that sort of like wham, bam. I mean, if you really want an action comedy, even a spy espionage action comedy, there are plenty of better ones out there I could recommend. Spy with Melissa McCarthy and Jason Statham. I think that's on Netflix. Watch that instead. It's terrific. You could watch, um, you know, Top Secret with Val Kilmer. That's a classic. I think that's on Paramount+. Plus. There's literally 
any number of espionage themed action comedies you could watch before you get to this. What about the zone of interest? Now, this is brilliant. This I this is one of those films I think that you'll watch it once, it will stay with you for weeks, if not months. But you will never watch this film again. And it's not that, that it's gratuitous or explicit or anything like that. It's just down to the fact that the film is so disturbing in a way that gets under your skin. Um, it's based on the Martin Amos novel, but it only just in title only. What's going on is, is that it follows essentially the family life of the first commandant of Auschwitz, Rudolf Haas, uh, who's played by this German actor called Christian Freidel. If anyone's been watching Babylon Berlin, they'll recognize him. Um, he's living in this house that's built literally in the shadow of Auschwitz. It's be- like it's quite a, you know, a sort of upper class house, if you like. They have a house staff. It's, you know, clean. Kids are playing in the garden. There's a big, lovely garden with a waterfall and a, and a paddling pool and all the rest of it and a conservatory. But right, literally right beside it is Auschwitz. I mean, there's this one scene that I think that kind of sums up the film is uh, the, the, the wife of Haas, um, played by Sandra Huller. People would know her from Anatomy of a Fall. She was in Tony Erdman as well. Um, she's walking her on-screen mother through the garden and she's describing, you know, oh, well, we got this waterfall put in a year ago and I planted all these azaleas and, you know, pointing out all the kind of the greenery and sort of how bucolic it is and all the rest of it. And the camera is just following them as she's describing it. And then the camera basically turns a full 180 and you can see that the garden is literally one wall of it is the camp of Auschwitz and you know the the wire fence if you like or the sort of the the chainmail chainmail fence at the top and all the rest of it and you can actually see like the smokestacks that were pumping out human ash in the crematorium and then when the camera flips back to the other angle you can see a train pulling in with the smokestack from the train as well you know and even as well I mean, you don't see, like I said, like it's not like the film is 12A, so you're not seeing anything gratuitous or anything like that. It's not something like, you know, Shoah or Schindler's List or anything like that. But what is happening is, is that the entire time you're watching it, you're hearing gunshots going off. You're hearing people being herded out and you hear people screaming. And in certain scenes, um, Rudolf Haas comes into the house with a big bag of clothes and some of it has, you know, gold earrings in it and at one point the wife is trying on this mink coat and you know full well that it's been taken it's been you know taken from somebody that's now gone to the camp you know um okay it's horrifying it's horrifying basically it's nominated five oscar camera categories best picture best director best adapted screenplay best international feature film and best sound um who remembers wild mountain time remember that netflix classic with emily blunt we should have known better. But I believe Lindsay Lohan may actually do better with Irish Wish. Yeah, so Begotten Irish Wish Begotten Begotten And in fact, I actually remember being called onto Euronews once to explain Emily Blunt's terrible accident in Wild Mountain Time. That actually happened once. So yeah, what's going on in this is it's Lindsay Lohan is basically getting into the cringe Irish romantic comedy vibe. It's coming out on St. Paddy's Day, or as the Yanks call it, St. Patty's Day. They've been corrected. I don't know how many times. I know my uh, my colleague in the Irish Times wrote a piece about that once, uh, trying to correct Americans. Yeah, this just looks like the worst. It's, I mean, it's funny. Like Netflix seemed to be kind of making a bit of a, 
I, I don't know, like a cottage industry out of these kind of vaguely offensive national stereotypes. Because obviously, like Emily in Paris is nothing at all like the real Paris. And yet audiences seem to just eat that up. And uh, yeah, this looks like it's going to be more of the same. I'm looking forward to being thoroughly uh, offended by this film. And doesn't Lindsay Lohan have Irish heritage from County Act. Clare? Yeah, but I mean, like, Jesus, like, I mean, who doesn't have Irish heritage from County Clare at this stage? You know, that kind of way. Like, you have A.O. De Beery. Okay. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, All right. no, I mean, it's Well, look, it's, I would ask you about other things. Uh, tell yeah. us about who's going to be in the adaptation of Maggie O'Farrell's wonderful novel, Hamnet. Hamnet, yeah. So, this is going to be an all Irish cast. Well, I mean, near enough to an all Irish cast, but it's two of the biggest names in Irish acting at the minute. It's uh, Paul Meskell and Saoirse Ronan. Um, I understand. Ronan, I thought it was going to be Jesse Buckley. Oh, Jesse Buckley. Sorry. God, sorry, sorry, sorry. I saw a film today with Jesse Buckley in it, and it's still in my head. But uh, yeah, so it's going to be Paul Meskell and Jesse Buckley. Yeah, correct. And it's from Maggie O'Farrell's uh, book. Chloe Zhao is going to be directing this. Chloe Zhao did Nomad Land. Um, and won the Oscar for it as well. She also did uh, the Marvel movie Eternals. Okay. Less said about that, the better. But yeah, this is going to be pretty interesting. And finally, is Killian Murphy going to be involved in 28 Years Later? Yes. So Sony have signed up to uh, produce 28, uh, 28 Years Later, I should say. Killian Murphy's involvement isn't being confirmed as of yet. But Danny Boyle and Alex Garland are back to write and direct this film. I mean, the fact that it's 28 years later, it kind of seems difficult for Killian Murphy's character be, to be still involved in it. That being said, I would love it if he came back into it. I mean, 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later as well are both great, great movies. Um, and yeah, I do I do think as well the fact that, not to be funny, but like, I mean, given what's going on in the UK at the moment, everything with Brexit and, you know, there's possible talk of conscript, conscription and all the rest of it. I mean... It feels like a relevant time to make this film, do you know, that sort of way. But uh, okay. yeah, the fact that Alex Garland and uh, Danny Boyle are back to write and direct it is pretty, uh, pretty exciting stuff. Excellent. Thank you very much, Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.